0: It's time to LOL. Listen out loud. That is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako
1: Chan, and Sailor Blair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number ninety-seven. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Rama S.
2: I'm Ari Rockefeller.
1: And I am
3: Mako-chan.
1: Well, it's good to have you guys back here again for another week. Isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Yay. What was that, Fluttershy? Yay. <laughs> sounds, more, sounds more along the lines of Flutter Guy.
2: Yay.
1: Okay, now that's just creepy. Yay. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yay. Hey, 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 stay out of my shed. Yay. Okay, now you just need to stop. <laughs> you're just, you're just terrible. Just terrible.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just remember, I owe you one. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. So, how's was everyone's week in their day? Uh, let's start with Mr. Rockefeller over here. What's been going on since last week?
2: Fuck, it's getting cold. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you.
1: Yeah, well, yesterday I had,
2: I had eight hours of overtime, which meant me pop, hopping up and down the turnpike to uh, fill out those shifts, and around 7 o'clock or so it started snowing. I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, fuck this. And even worse, it was actually... Getting cold and windy, so the snow was blowing a little bit into my booth, which made work oh so much more fun. You
1: I don't, don't do say. Very well in cold weather. i weather I've been wanting the snow and then um Howard it happened. <laughs> no, howard and Taki come over they're like it's snowing I'm like, Yes! Yes, yes, and their response, no, no, <laughs> no <laughs> I go outside later, it stops snowing, I'm like, Mother Nature's a cock-teasing bitch.
3: Well, it's supposed to
1: snow more later on in the week. Friday. Yeah. They're like,
3: oh, and it's gonna accumulate this time. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Yes!
1: As long as they wait until I get home, I don't give a shit. Oh, please, you have enough music to last your ass on the roads. I don't like driving in the snow. Try try walking in it.
3: Yeah, I know your stories of
1: knee-high snow having to walk in that. Yep, a simple 20-minute walk that I assumed would not be a big deal turned into about an hour.
4: Where
2: were you walking to?
1: I was walking from work at the time when I was working at Best Buy. Oh. The best way to describe the distance between... My house and Best Buy. Okay, if you picture, let's see. Um, th- 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 what's the best way to do this shit for, for walking distance? Okay, from my house to down by the F train and an extra block. That's pretty much the distance.
2: And it was that cold and that snowy that caused you an hour?
1: Walk? And also the fact that I had to walk up a hill. Both ways in the snow? Only one way, you... <laughs> you, you red-headed bastard, you.
2: We got Inception, son.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I see your Inception. I raise you Venusception. Uh... <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: but yeah if it's going to snow again I'm going to be shit out of luck because I just got my car washed today because when I looked at it this morning I lo- it was it looked like a Oreo cookie patter- pattern you know the uh, cookies and cream
4: mm-hmm. because
2: of all the uh, s- uh, salt that accumulated from ch- driving when the trucks were just starting to salt the roads and so I had to get that washed I'm like In other words, I don't want it To snow and get all messy again After I just got the fuck washed
1: I hear that
3: Yeah, well I want the snow The snow cleans the atmosphere And kills things dead Last year, during the summer The bugs were really, really, really bad and that was because we didn't. It didn't get cold enough for long enough, and we got no snow. So if we don't want a summer like last summer, we need the cold and we need the snow to kill all the little buggies in the ground. Hmm.
2: You know, it, it only snows when the temperatures are around the freezing. If it gets like, like in the single digits, it's, that's when it becomes too cold to snow.
3: Well, yeah, but that means that it's. The ground will freeze. And that's what kills all the bugs. Something buried in raid, huh?
1: Yeah.
2: And fire?
3: PK well...
1: fire. Oh, dear God.
3: <laughs> you know, ice, fire. Yep. Both kill. Both kill and kill dead.
1: We know exactly what you're talking about. That fire is fun? What? We already knew uh, that. Yeah. Fire is fun. With you, almost anything that's safe that can become dangerous is fun.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Welcome to Jackass.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh God! You know what? Hmm. You might you might as well say it. Wait for what it. What am I saying?
2: <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael Channel. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs>
1: And there goes Marco-Chan, high up in the air, over the house. Whee!
3: Now see, I don't do this shit to hurt myself.
1: I do this shit to hurt others. (laughs) See, but if we did it to you, you'd be just like Baby Sinclair. Again! (laughs) And you know we're right. right. You know that. And we'll probably end with... Probably.
2: wall and just sticking there like a lawn dart. Mm-hmm. Like friggin Kevin Nash doing Rey Mysterio on the side of the truck.
1: <laughs> what about Super Shredder? <laughs> okay, so as for me, I'm back in school. Classes are pretty good. Can't complain, especially the fact I had three days of classes and two days of sleeping in. But then again, my classes aren't till like 12 o'clock anyway, so I still get to sleep in regardless. And we finally have our new roommate who's moved in. And given between his schedule and Ty's schedule, most of the time, I'm usually here in the evenings by myself, so the studio is completely empty. Sans for Indy. But he's in the ceiling
3: most of the time anyway.
1: Yeah, you... you, you, you yeah! <laughs> yeah!
2: You have a ceiling cat. Congratulations. <gasps> let
1: let me tell you. I, I get up, I leave my room cuz I'm hungry. I'm like, what do I want to snack on? I'm like, well, oh, I'll go Pop popcorn. But I'm like, oh, simple bowl of cereal. Why not? I go over and and I hear I hear him like So I'm thinking he's underneath the cabinet. I open the door. He's not in there. I check the other side. He's not in there. So I'm like, well, wherever he is, he'll show up. Yeah. I turn her over, over to the stove and I grab the bowl of cereal, the box. I start pouring and I, and I look over, you know, I guess to grab a container or something like that. And then I just see him in the corner. The triangle above the sink. I'm like, Ty, come here, please. And she's like, what is it? And I'm like, Bring your phone while you're at it. She comes in. He ends up on the other side. She's like, Cat, how did you get up there? I just think that Indy is skinny and lanky enough where he can do those power high jumps.
2: And he can squeeze his little body into the little corners like that?
1: Well, yeah. yeah i mean if you if you pick him up he turns into long cat <laughs> seriously
2: how how did you get end up getting him down
1: tiff grabbed the stepladder and put, and got him out of there
2: you know, looking at the picture he he's like only barely peeking his head out
1: So we gotta get some type of balsa wood or something to kind of like seal that up because before they (laughs) renovated the kitchen the way the cabinets were, we had angled cabinets like that, so... Not anymore. (laughs) Yep. And we can't tell the landlord to come fix this because he don't know there's a cat in the house. The downstairs kids know, but Ty told him um, that he's gone. In a way of, you know, we were just watching the little bugger. (laughs) And I'd like to leave it like that. Uh...
2: You can just use a piece of cardboard and some duct tape.
1: I actually have a big roll of black duct tape here. I may just have to use that. Yeah. Hey,
2: you're welcome for the idea.
1: I'm also taking other suggestions and ideas at podcast at com. But anywho... Let's see, anything to recap? Um, no, not a fan. I think we're kind of up to date. Um, the week, We figured it out. The week of Catsicon is our 100th episode. So there's a couple of things I need to hammer out to make sure that it works properly. Um, I'm still not sure what I'm planning on doing, but I think it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, Let's see, don't forget to listen to us on the VOG Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with an encore presentation on Thursdays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're behind us, just kind of subtract the number, you know, one, two, three, depending on how many hours back you are. Fair enough. Uh, Today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, MAGFest and KatoriCon. And if we have time, we did uh, get a couple of interviews. We interviewed uh, Bill Rogers and Jamie McGonigal. If we have time, we'll get one of them on, on here If in the next um, interview next week. If not, next week and the week after. We'll figure something out. We're that reliable. Something like that. So, let's see. Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we kind of jump down to the uh, mist of things. That works for me. Okay.
4: We'll be
3: back.
1: independent podcasts and would like to support them check out some of our independent podcasting friends check out Orange House Radio at orangedogsradio.com where they discuss video games gamer culture and gamer lifestyle with Sky Dark Soccer, and Loki listen live Sundays at 9pm Eastern 6pm Pacific on vognetwork.com and right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf show at 8pm Eastern and 5pm Pacific video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com if Warcraft is your taste Listen to Hordehouse with Sky and Exifer weekly at Hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out the popculture.net and the geek culture network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast friends of ours. You can find them at Facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. So, anywho, um, right before we started up this episode, um, thanks to darling Mako-chan over there, we started flashing back to our childhoods.
3: Mm, Dexter's Lab.
1: Yes, yes indeed. Great show.
3: Yeah. This episode is freaking awesome.
2: Would you care to elaborate?
3: Um... There was, I I guess, a half episode, because it's only seven minutes long. It's a half episode from Dexter's Lab that was never aired um, during the original run until today. Um, I actually think it's running, it either ran last night or it's running tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you lower that a little bit?
1: Certainly. Thank you yeah, welcome.
3: um yeah, some people actually remember it being aired. I don't
1: remember this episode. um it's called it's... dexter's rude removal i and... I don't remember that far as I recall the last episode was last, if not best, or something like that. It was the one where he went to Japan and they did the whole Super Sentai episode and then they found out he had a lab and he used a memory wipe on him and then his pet did the same thing to him. Mm. (coughs) Hmm. Um, well, I I don't know.
3: Mm -hmm. But they never said that this was the last episode. It's just that maybe it only aired once, that kind of thing. Um, But basically the whole thing is Dexter creates a machine that removes rudeness. Mm. And him and Dee have a fight and get stuck in the machine and all of their rudeness is removed. So you have basically the good Dexter and Didi and the rude Dexter and Dee, And everything out of rude Dexter and Didi's mouth is bleeped. (laughs) Wow. So I'm sitting here laughing my ass off because it's just... Bleep this and bleep you and
1: I'm like <laughs> wow. I need to link that on my wall and be like the lost episode of Dexter's Lab dot 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 found. You Wait, can if fa- I recall, I think you could thank me later.
2: Dexter's Lab was a uh, like three uh, little episodes or like three little shorts, right?
3: Uh, generally it was two. Yeah, generally it was two, and then sometimes they did a full thirty minute one.
1: Mm-hmm. I can kind of understand why that episode hit the, was on the cutting room floor, though. Well,
3: considering you know how they usually have like a still with the name of the episode on it, the title Consider- card, yeah. Yeah, considering this one is Dexter mooning the audience and Dee Dee giving the middle finger.
1: Hmm. Sounds like a fi- sounds like a final swan song if you ask me.
3: I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure when this originally aired or anything like that. I mean, Adult Swim claims that it was an unaired episode, but as I said, some people actually remember it airing. So. Hmm.
2: I guess people want to say they want to be- saying that because they want to believe it aired, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was like. If it did happen it would have be been on adults swim in like the middle of the night, like two two in the morning two thirty in the morning.
3: Yeah, I could believe it. Pretty much. But yeah, it's even just turn like just watching it on YouTube and hearing the the intro, it was awesome. Definitely uh, brings back a shit ton of memories.
1: Yes, when cartoons were actually good and we actually watched them because they were that awesome.
3: Yes.
1: Alright, now that we've covered uh, that tidbit of information, now why is my. Oh, okay, I was wondering why is that was blinking. And, Ari, what is this about, Demo Reel?
2: it was a side project by the nostalgia critic after he uh, after, after he decided to retire the character and uh, I was just looking at the tropes page for it and apparently Uncle Yo did a cameo on it
1: i think because he interviewed him on his podcast or something possibly and what well, the nostalgia critic is retired
2: um apparently he just released a video today saying that he was going to bring the character back
1: ah okay Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Apparently, either demo reel is an unfunny turd, or in story it was that the uh, his character was actually the nostalgia critic in a sort of uh, purgatory. It's very strange.
1: Okay. All right. Now, what about this episode? Not this, this new um, game that was coming over, Are you want to cover that real quick?
2: Uh, sure, just let me double-check the article I know I sent to you guys. But, uh, yeah, remember the game Namco Cross Capcom? I
1: that, Yes, I fucking love that game.
2: Well, there's a spiritual successor d- coming out. It's uh, called Project X-Zone. It's the trailer for it. Well, the Japanese trailer was just uh, released today. It's a collaborative effort from Capcom, Namco, Bandai, and Sega. Features a dream roster of star characters across those three game companies. Previously, previously, it's been only available in Japan, but earlier yesterday, it's been confirmed that the game will be on its way to North America, European, and Australian
1: shores. Shut up sometime. and take my money.
2: Yeah, while this is exciting news for the anticipation, those anticipating the game, there's still a bit of apprehension in mind. It's been reported that despite the huge roster. Despite the gameplay similar to its much successful spiritual predecessor, Namco Cross Capcom, and despite the portability it brings to being on 3DS, sales have been noticeably low.
1: Well, the same thing happened with Owen Don and Owen Don 2. I mean, in Japan, they, were, they had low, um, low sales, but when they actually brought it over as Elite Beat Agents, it did phenomenally well.
2: Yeah. And I'm loving the trailer for it, but uh, I'm not familiar with some of Sega's franchises because, A, I didn't see Sonic in here at all. I mean, the big splash, the the big group shot has uh, guys like uh, Akira from uh, Virtual Fighter, you have uh, Ryu, Dante, uh, Gene Kazama, and what really sold for me in the background was uh, Mega Man X.
1: Mm. Maybe maybe Sonic is a hidden unlock or something.
2: Probably, or it could be like in Smash Brothers Brawl, the uh, Subspace Emissary, where he comes in at the very last moment.
1: Mm-hmm. That kind of works.
2: Too bad it's no, it's only those three games, and uh, you know N- Nintendo's franchises aren't making any appearances.
1: Yeah, I'm reading here from the article. It says, "Do you think Capcom and Namco should attempt to port the original Namco X Capcom over to Pro- PlayStation Network, Xbox Live Arcade?" Yes.
2: Yes. Uh, ID, an HD remake would be a license to print money for them.
1: Fuck yeah. Hell, that's part of the reason why my PS2 is still hooked up. <laughs> Gr- granted, my copy is a copy and not an import, because my PS3 is uh, PS3 is a region free, but just saying. Just saying.
2: And then, at the bottom, there's a uh, question about what other franchise would you like to see crossed over in such a way. Mmm. Although, like, a little while ago, I read the webcomic botched spot, which poked fun at at WWE and THQ parting ways. Yeah. And I think THQ's going bankrupt, right?
1: Pretty much. And EA better stay the fuck away from, um, from Saints Row.
2: You know, uh, plus, don't they have like WWE like $45 million or something
1: like that? I have no idea. But, in- uh,
2: they... They tease the idea of different uh, companies making WWE games. I mean, and one of them was Capcom. And I'm thinking, you know, a a Cap Capcom versus WWE game in a style of like Tatsunoka versus Capcom, that could work. Oh. I,
1: no, no. If if Capcom gets the WWE license, get ready for a Saturday Night Slam Masters 3. Even better. <laughs> yeah, because you can't give it to a claim because they're gone. Yeah. The only other company that has re- experience with wrestling games is um, EA. They did that the last WCW game. That was a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. Maybe this could be the death of wrestling games. I doubt it. Because WWE prints money.
2: And despite yeah, but WWE being a that... glitch-ridden mess, people are still buying it.
3: Yeah, but how many of the people buying these wrestling games are buying them for the actual
1: wrestlers and not to create their own wrestlers? Actually, it's a little bit of column A and column B because once you figure out the, the gameplay mechanics, then you go and do the create a wrestler mode because they, they tweak everything.
2: Of course, if you go online, you're going to see guys from non WWE companies or independent guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you go online. I'm sure you'll see in a bunch of uh, Kevin Steens or El Genericos or. CCW, uh, Notori- notorious. Oh, Zantic. just so
1: y- just so you know, uh, El Generico is down in Florida Championship Wrestling. Awesome. Yeah, he got the call. So yeah.
2: Now, my question is: Are going to keep him El Generico? I doubt it.
1: Mm. It's far and few. One character keeps his persona throughout all. You know.
2: CM Punk is a uh, CM Punk has that t- has that uh that bit about him.
1: Yeah. Maybe he paid He's extra the one
2: in a thousand.
1: Maybe he paid extra in his contract to keep, you know, like his it's his copyright or just, you know.
2: But yeah, Project X zone I'm look yeah, Project X zone I'm looking forward to it. They didn't give a specific release date just in the summer.
1: Hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. In okay.
2: the comments section, people are already suggesting Nintendo and Capcom, with more than one allusion to Mega Man being in Smash Brothers.
1: See, I would like Nintendo and Sega to do something. I don't want this Olympic game. What I want to see is Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles going through, playing through the Mushroom Kingdom and Mario and Luigi running through Mobius. That I would like to see. Something like that would be interesting, it but it would would never happen most likely no.
2: <laughs> it did do a crossover It'd be like ace attorney and professor it would be a a a third world would just kind of a mesh of their two artistic styles
1: mm. fair enough, yeah, All right now that we got that out the way let's talk- let's get these uh convention reports going now. First one is all you, Ari, as you take your trip down to Magfest.
2: Oh, Magfest was a lot of fun. Hang on, let me bring up the article. I had it open just a second ago. Mm-hmm. Instinctively closed it after instinctively running spell check.
1: Uh eh, no problem, no problem.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, I pretty much drove down there right after work on fr- <laughs> on Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, still
1: a little pissed I couldn't make it, but
2: yeah. We uh, ended up, the guy I was rooming with ended up getting a suite, and there was a, like, I think like six or eight of us scattered around. Nice. Yeah, had a separate living room where they had their, uh, they used the TV to set up their old video games. I think one of the guys was playing Sleeping Dogs, like, halfway through, I think, about half of the convention.
1: I think, I think I got in a suite at the Gaylord once. I think I did. No, 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 no. no, no, no. No, it was the Omni. It was the Omni that I got the suite at, not the Gaylord. Never mind.
2: It's one of those, yeah, I don't want to stay in a regular hotel room anymore kind of deals.
1: (laughs) Well, hey, if you want to... I got a little spoiled. Hey, if you want to pony up the extra cash for suites from now on, I got no problem with that.
2: (laughs) Of course you don't.
1: Mm Mm-mm.
2: But, yeah, it's dropped in a bunch of the panels throughout the... Throughout the weekend. And the breakfast at the, <clears throat> pardon me, got some at yeah, the was good, but again, those those hotels are almost like tourist traps, so the price were a little bit high.
1: Just a little bit. Yeah,
2: the twenty dollars for a breakfast buffet. I mean, I ate enough to compensate for not eating lunch later, but.
1: See, I would have, I would have, I would have just went to the supermarket and grabbed some, brought some stuff back for the fridge.
2: Yeah, we didn't have a fridge. Oh. We were promised one, and again, it didn't happen.
1: A lot of times that falls under, like, first-come-first-serve types, you know?
2: And the fire alarm went off.
1: What is it with um, conventions and fire alarms lately? I mean, really.
2: But this one wasn't actually a convention-goer's fault.
1: Again, what is it with um, (laughs) cons and fire alarms going off?
2: I couldn't tell you. But here, there was an electric, like electronic recording saying, "Like for your safety, please evacuate the hotel now." And we're all like looking at it like the fuck, hmm. because it's seven in the morning. We're we're not fully awake, and and people are just like going into the into the hallways and into the stairwells in their pajamas, maybe with their jackets on, maybe covered in a blanket. But after it got leak that it's a electrical problem and it wasn't supposed to go off. We all just went back to bed.
1: Unless the fire department was banging on the door, I wouldn't. I would not have left.
2: That, that's what he said. That's what was later joked about. That unless someone's coming door to door, yeah, it's not happening.
1: Exactly. So, uh, what? What? What is that? I keep hearing in the background? What do you mean? Like something breaking or something like that. Not me. Hmm.
3: Anywho. Oh, that's on my end, sorry. What did you do? I didn't do anything. My mother is uh mixing something.
1: Hi, Mrs. Makochan.
2: You have headphones on.
1: Me? Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh then she can't hear you.
1: No. That was the point. Hmm.
2: Now was that a Tetris tournament which was which John Patrick Laurie, you know, the sniper from Team Fortress 2 is doing commentary on. Mm. I don't really do well playing on, like, big screens or something because I was, like, the room was dark and we were watching the uh, other games for us and uh, my eyes were starting to hurt so I ended up, like, screwing up big time.
1: What version of Tetris were they playing?
2: The uh, 360 version.
1: Oh, okay. The one that
2: looks like it's in an aquarium.
1: Oh, I think I saw that on 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 there, but I never picked it up. I have it. Well, I have what Tetris for DS, Tetris for 3DS. I don't, and I had Tetris on my damn on my damn tablet and my phone. I don't think I need any more copies of Tetris. <laughs> no, I think you have enough Tetris. Hell, I found a clone of uh, a Luminous for the for ta- for Android, so I'm quite happy about that.
2: Awesome. Uh, There wasn't a whole lot of cosplay when it comes to, like, in terms of other conventions. I think, Mm -hmm. like, pound for pound, there was more at KatoriCon than there was at MAGFest.
1: I'm not surprised because um, the con doesn't really necessarily focus around a cosplay and a masquerade because it's more focused on games. And music,
2: yeah, obviously.
1: So, I mean... I would, me personally, I would cosplay at Magfest. It'd just be fun for me. I wouldn't have to worry about having an interview, have to run, record a masquerade or that. Just record like other cool shit that's going on and talk to people, you know. hmm So I, I
2: also dropped in on a Juwario's panel. You can play this live, or he's well, he's a huge Common Rider fan,
1: mm. and he
2: has his own fan series coming out in spring of two thousand thirteen called F- Fama Common Rider.
1: Find Me, Kamen Rider?
2: It's a, mm. it's a play on a Famicom and Common Rider.
1: Gotcha. So who is this Jew Wario exactly? I do know you did run into him at Otacon. Something tells me he's local to that area.
2: Yeah, he's from, he's from the Baltimore area, I believe. Okay. He's, yeah, he's a contributor to that guy with the glasses. Mm-hmm. And uh, he... And... Uh, he does, vi- he, like, reviews old video games and stuff like that. But uh, he's a lot more, uh, I want to say, like, not, not necessarily fair, but a lot more, like, more neutral, neutral, positive than a negative.
1: Ah, uh, so he's sort of, like, more independent than one independent may think.
2: Well, <clears throat> uh, kind of, but, I mean, he's, you know how, like, a lot of reviewers will end up being, like, like go after like, the bad shit and, like, have like be really negative and a, you know, like verbally tear it apart.
1: Yeah, he he does
2: that, but just not to the just not to the uh, extent that he, normal people do. do oh, okay, them. and he also, uh, you can find his stuff on a uh, blistered thumbs, his own website, or uh, that guy with the glasses.
1: Gotcha. Okay, fair enough.
2: would so, be the that wouldn't be the only that that guy with the gla- uh, channel awesome. Contributor I found today, mm. like that weekend. Well, I'll oh. get to that.
4: Alright, oh, that's uh, pretty cool.
2: There was, a, there was a arcade game section, a video game section, and a board game section, which I thought was awesome.
1: Did you find yourself chilling by Catan a lot?
2: I was in a tournament on Saturday, but that's that was the day when I was really sick. I, I really didn't get too far in it.
1: I, I I understand I understand because it seems that a lot of people got sick that weekend too
2: oh yeah but for me it was because of the national pastime bar and grill that I got sick mm. you see when you order like you order a hamburger medium like medium it doesn't it's not supposed to be pink and like completely pink in the middle like I think I tasted blood too and also, a lot I, of people ask me why didn't you just send it back? Because I also ordered it with no onions, and they got that part wrong.
1: I would have sent. I would have sent it back, but like, <laughs> it's underdone. I want it done right, or get me a manager.
2: I ended up getting the manager the next day anyway, who mm. got me a refund. But yeah, the next day, I uh, from about three o'clock the uh, in the morning the preceding day, I was on the toilet more often than not because. Holy shit! That did a number on me.
1: Okay, yeah, like I said, a lot of people were also sick that weekend. So,
2: it's it's <clears throat> October just sent us a ping or something. What was that?
1: That was <laughs> that was tweak deck. Okay, I did it, it. It goes off when I have when someone tweets back at me. Right, oh, okay. Let me mute that real quick if I can.
2: And oh yeah, the. Uh, before I, the last, like, I got saw two pounds before I got sick. It was John St. John voiceover whore, and John St. John and MagFest are, like, chocolate and peanut butter. They just go together so well.
1: I will definitely be going next year, because I want him to sign my copy of Duke Nukem Forever.
2: And I don't know if you saw the interview I had with them the very, on the I, spot.
1: I have, I have to, I have to, um, it's in the zip file, I have to pull that out, because I didn't know what it was, but it's in the zip, so. Did did you get him to do the bumper or no?
2: I I got your email too late because I had trouble getting to that site, So ah, <clears throat> uh, it's no problem. it's all like the day after.
1: It's no problem.
2: But uh, yeah, he was a lot of fun. And in the interview we had. This. He also said that he was at one point the literal the king of Magfest, and now I have an idea of actually making a crown in the shape of the Magfest logo and having him wear it just because I know that sounds like something he would do.
1: Or a belt.
2: Uh, someone also gave him a flying fuck
1: (laughs) explain the flying fuck good sir
2: you know those little air hogs RC airplanes Yeah. someone took one of those, stripped it down to the engine block in the propeller crafted the word fuck out of craft foam (laughs) and taped it to either side of it
3: nice, a
2: flying fuck oh and a one o'clock was the unofficial botch Mania panel.
1: Oh yeah, how was that?
2: That was a lot of fun. Bro, don't know Matthew, no,
1: Matthew mm-hmm.
4: had
2: a, started a Kickstarter to uh, to get, uh, get from England to uh, DC for for any set, and uh, because he needed money and he was low on funds, and so I chipped in like enough. Enough money to get a song put in a future Botchamania video, which is my uh anime jam session thing for those who are wondering.
1: That's pretty cool.
2: And he had posted like like after it got done, he said, In the time it took me to get to watch a episode of Monday Night Raw, you guys helped send me to Magfest.
1: Well, say that again, what?
2: I think you needed like five, six hundred pounds to make the trip. Yeah. And I got sent to him in about three hours.
1: Nice.
2: And, yeah, he was a cool guy to hang out with. He was a lot thinner than I thought he was in person. And his voice is a lot deeper than I expected. But other than that, he he, uh, showed a bunch of uh, image macros he had lying around his computer for uh, future botch And he even showed off ROH mania, which is all the botches he can't use from Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor hates when other people, when people not Ring of Honor are using their clips online.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've i heard.
2: Yeah, they, and I was one around sick, unable to eat anything on fear of it coming out both ends. And I can tell I told you about. It was supposed to be like three games per round. Mm-hmm. Like with different tables, different setups, different people, and it'll be counted on how many points you got all together. Mm-hmm. But the first game we get, I was in, ended in like 10, 15 minutes because one person ended up rolling all, rolling over everyone else, like, like outscoring literally everybody. Like we were <coughs> at like three and four points, and she got to ten in like no time at all, and I was just. I could barely see straight, so I just uh, I had to go back to my room and crash for a little bit. Went to the Pokeholics Anonymous panel. That was the uh, the underbelly group. Did that one. They were the people who got stewardz Stewart Z- <laughs> Zagna. I can never remember what his name is, how his name is spelled, to uh, do an in character PSA about going into the Tall grass without a Pokemon. And there was a video about an actual Pokeholics Anonymous meeting where it was a bunch of uh, Pokemon cosplayers who were so deluded they thought they were the characters that they were playing. Hmm. And the funniest part was well, two parts was uh, a big black guy dressed as Jigglypuff, completely in a pink uh, onesie (laughs) and a Jigglypuff mask.
1: My god.
2: And and two uh, and two people coming in as Jesse and James with a uh, little cat with a coin tape to its head to be Meowth came in, fired off the motto, and sent everyone into a rel- into a relapse.
1: I just have one thing to say about all of that. What? <clears throat> <clears throat> That's it.
2: Uh... Yeah, I, I only ended up seeing one panel and. On- Sunday. That was the uh, Channel Awesome meet and greet.
1: okay. You
2: know, there were a bunch of uh, Channel Awesome char- uh, contributors there. Linkar was there, like, wandering around. I saw him when I was getting my registration, and he had, like, five or six other of his people with him. I'm, get- I'm guessing associates or... Uh, for-
4: mm-hmm.
2: But, uh, I also ended up getting pictures with uh, Matthew Buck, who was Film Brain, and Nash who runs the who runs channel uh the Radio Dead Air, which is the radio program, and his uh, news reaction program called What the Fuck Is Wrong With you.
1: Dude, you're cutting in and out. Can you repeat all of that? Sorry. No problem.
2: <laughs> so at the meeting I ended up with meeting Matt Matthew Buck, who is film brain, who runs bad movie Beatdown. And Nash Bozart, who runs Radio Dead Air and What the Fuck is Wrong With Me. Hmm. Where the latter is he... People send him in stories of stupid human behavior, you know, know, self-harm, you know, Darwin Award kind of stuff, and he reacts accordingly.
1: Fair enough.
2: And, yeah, after that, we just packed up and drove home.
1: All right. So, what do you give this con this convention overall?
2: In all honesty, I'm kind of inconclusive. Mostly because I got sick, and I can't really judge that like, judge things that well when I'm when I can't even see see straight or or go ten minutes without having to use the bathroom.
4: Mm.
2: I mean, it, it, it was a good convention, but you know, all things. is... I'd like to uh, try it again so, and not make the same mistake so I can get a better view of it.
1: Alright, so pretty much it was a great con. It could be better if you're able to run around and you'll definitely be back next year. Yeah. Legit? <laughs>
2: <It's> legit. <laughs> and the next con we went to was the previous week, KatoriCon.
1: All right, I think we're gonna. Ha- I think we're gonna have fun with this one. And also, I just found something else here. Um, we're going. Yeah, to co- I saw that. Yeah, we're gonna. We're going to cover that. I think we're gonna have to postpone interviews to cover this. What is it? Somebody made a the, the definitive cosplay rules.
2: Oh, where
1: is this? Is it's it on, on my-, my. It's on my Facebook wall.
3: Okay, here. Yeah,
1: it. I can't wait to rip it apart. That makes two of us. I might have to fire up some um ripping up music. Uh
2: yakety sax.
1: Uh no, I might have to do a department <laughs> of grie- department of grievances for this one. Okay. Okay. Well, let's continue. All right. Now, Katori Con. They, they they call this like the, the 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 small convention with the with the big heart. Now, in my in my eyes. Katori Khan can do no wrong because of one thing and one thing only—the fact. Signage. Yes. You and your damn signage. If you, I've gone to Icon. I've gone to Castle Point. I've gone to Spring Even Ari can count, can uh, attest. Two of those, convention, those conventions do not have signage.
2: <coughs> it does help. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not saying it doesn't, but it doesn't make or break a convention. It kind of does because if they were too lazy to put up signage, what can they say, what can be said about them being lazy about other things? Their masquerade was pretty tacular. Well, yeah, but no, no, I'm talking about Cas- I'm- no, no, I'm talking about Castle Point. I'm talking about this con. <laughs> Wait, well, let's get on that. Okay. Good. Okay. Alright, who wants to start this up?
2: You go first.
1: Okay, fine. Now... Fuck Homestuck. Yes.
3: <clears throat> that had to be... Not even the fact that... I. It's just like for every cosplayer for an anime or video game or cartoon or something,
1: there was a homesuck cosplayer, and, and take up a lot of take up a lot of space for normal people to walk around.
3: Well, that's my real problem. I mean, you want to cosplay as something like that? It's easy. It's fun. You get horns, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Don't be a dick playing games in the middle of the walkway, so that people can't even walk around your group playing games. And when somebody says, excuse me, you just look at them and go back to your game. You don't move or anything like that. That's fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked up, it's rude, and
1: it's juvenile and needs to stop.
2: I don't think I saw any of that. I must have been before I
4: got there.
1: No, It was going on while you were there it just depends on you what it one thing i like about katori Con is the fact that you can get to all three buildings with with under 10 minutes five tops if you were just power walking you know
3: yeah i mean i like that because while it's a school
1: everything is compact mhm now all right Ari, you remember you know how the layout of katori Con, The that like the area between the college center and the information center. Yeah. There was a giant circle of homestuck cosplayers playing some stupid game.
2: Yeah, that I remember.
1: That was going on at least 5 times that day. And it was like it sp- never ended. It didn't go on. No, no, there, there was, was one game that never ended. No, no, it did stop for a little bit. I walked around where there was nothing going on in that area, you know? Mm, I
3: don't remember it stopping. I guess it was was
1: going every time I went past. I guess it was the timing for you, you know? Mm.
2: What the hell kind of game was it anyway?
4: I don't know.
3: It was some
1: stupid-ass
3: thing like Duck, Duck, Goose, where they say something, one person runs around in the middle of a circle of people, they get to a point in the song that they're doing, and that person stops, and whoever that person stops in front of has to do a little dance with that person, and then they get put into the middle of the circle. The other thing that was annoying the fuck out of me were the people that were leaving the middle of the circle and going out into people just walking by and wanting them to play with them. It's like all right, people might be watching and they might like be a little bit embarrassed or shy to join in the game. But when somebody is legitimately walking from one building to another, don't stop them to play your damn game.
1: And one thing about homestuckers—they remind me of Jehovah's Witnesses. I mean, you've seen the Jehovah's <sighs> Witnesses in your travels. They look at you like, "Would you like to? Would you like? Would you like a Watchtower? Would you like to read about the Watchtower?" Homestuckers. Would you like to l- learn about homestuck? No. You sure? Positive. You mean it? Yes. But enough about that. Okay, the guests were good. I I can't complain about the guests because when it's a small convention, you're on a small budget. Some co- some college cons will blow their entire budget on a big guest, and everything else will just fall apart. Uh huh. I like that Katori Con felt like a. It felt like it was like, not like an anime club meeting. It's like. Sort of like, like like a festival in a way, you know? Yeah. That's what, that's what it really felt more like. I mean, I, I, it's like I know one of the guests personally, which is pretty cool, you know. Don't ask me how that shit happened, but it is what it is. Actually, two of the guests. The music was pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I ended up doing. I sat down and listened to all the concerts. I wanted to stick around for that last concert. I forget the name of the group, but the lead singer looks like Snape. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think that's a good thing.
3: Yeah, well, we had an hour and a half drive. True, I know, I know. And by that point, I was starving. Mm.
1: So let's start from the beginning. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, upon getting there, you know, it was it was pretty cool. Everything was kind of sort of straightforward. You had to go here for the badges or there. That was that was that was, that was like the easiest part. Mhm. Getting around wasn't so bad, and getting from one place to another, you know. Yeah, and luckily the weather held
3: out.
2: Yeah, the weather was pretty nice that weekend.
1: Yeah, because it was supposed to rain, and I think like around like two o'clock, she got really warm, which was also cool. Uh uh-huh. And also, I was handing out uh, candy canes to people who knew um,
4: who you were. Yeah,
1: and you know what? It, uh, and and Ma- Marco was like, just give them out to the people in general. Which I ended up doing in the end, but the majority of the candy canes I gave out were to people who actually knew who I, who I was cosplaying. I I did have one one issue with with, with the convention, and this is something this guy I don't have to bring this up with the con chair with possibly. The May cafe, can- hey, yes. Mhm. Yeah,
3: I was not impressed um, at all, except for their outfits. I liked how they were uniform, but everything else was just kind of irking me.
1: Well, for some now, I just, I come to find out that it has become six degrees of of Ronma. I actually know the person who helped put Ichigo Latte together, and I told her my discrepancies I have with, with the maid cafe, and they're going to apply that. I will give them some slight leeway because this is their first thing. Now, number one, excuse me, I felt that the, that the maid outfits, the skirt aspect was a little bit too short. Some of the girls who are on the shorter side, it fit them perfectly. For the Mm -hmm. taller girls, not so much because not for nothing, when you're walking around bending over at the bottom of the skirt, you should not be seeing the bottom of the buttocks. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it might
3: not have been as bad if it wasn't known that they're all underage. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it's a high school made cafe. So they were all underage. Not that it's appropriate at a maid cafe, unless it's a fetish, like a big fetish maid cafe, to bend over and have it showing. They do have bloomers and things like that for that purpose. Yeah,
1: and the, um, what do you call it that goes underneath the skirt? Um, I can't. Petticoat?
3: Petticoat. petticoat.
1: There were petticoats, but it wasn't like a typical petticoat you would wear with a Lolita dress. Whatever was the it was more like a slip or a gown, you know uh-huh. It was like no, yeah, people that run
3: made cafes really need to understand that the made concept in Japan is a fetish, and it's part of their fetish fetishism
4: mm-hmm.
3: and going into a maid cafe like this and knowing that they're all underage and knowing that they're representing that and that's what they're... I I mean, there's a disconnect and people need to figure this shit out because that was just really
1: creepy. Okay, now I don't recall her calling me my master or something like that. No, no. They didn't go that far. Good. That was something that they should not be doing cuz that could be taken wrongly. Another issue I had was the photography. Now, I understand they're underage. I get that. But at a con, there are people, there are people that are underage at conventions where we take their pictures and it's okay. But given that they're young girls in maid outfits, I can see why. Even though I'm no, trying to say they charged, yeah, they could have said that up front.
3: Oh yeah, we don't allow photography because we charge for pictures.
1: Now they said it up front. I would have had no problem shelling out a few dollars for a picture to post on post with the on on the website with the review with the convention photos. Another thing is, I didn't like the fact that they had a Keurig for for making the beverages. Yeah, that was.
2: Kinda of cheap.
3: Well, I mean, it was ten bucks to go in there, and you got a Keurig drink that, at least my hot chocolate was watered down because they either didn't have the setting right or whatever. And then you got a little, a, a little dessert. I mean. I guess that's typical, but I mean, for 10 bucks I would expect a little bit more.
1: Mhm. I mean, I mean, I, I, cool. I I expected
3: them to come over and, you know, interact more with the people at the tables, play games or something. There was exactly one game there. And only one person from each table got to play a game. So for 10 bucks, I get to sit at a table and watch other people play a game. Yeah. And eat crappy store-bought desserts. Okay. And a oh, crappy drink.
1: Okay, okay, all right, okay, all right. Well, I went to a maid cafe last year at, at Winterfest. Well, it might have been two years ago with know I. The food was cheap, but the cost was cheap. It was like three bucks to get in. You got a sandwich and a drink. Not for nothing. Between tenshin no I and Ichigo Latte, tenshin no I put in a better effort of what they were doing. I mean, you actually had maids up there singing and dancing out there, and they were preparing the food in the back. It, it looked like stuff that came out of my mama's kitchen, but you know what? They put heart and effort behind it. Now,
3: yeah, I mean, if you're going to put on a show, that's mm-hmm. one thing. Yeah. But they had basically music playing off of a boombox. Yeah. And then at one point, one girl got up and sang. And that was it. That was the
1: extent of it.
3: I guess Not $10 I dollars worth.
1: I guess $5, yeah. Yeah, $5 I wouldn't have minded. Get get rid of the Keurig and actually put in an actual, put in a regular um, I guess a hot water maker for for hot chocolate this or that. But I can understand why it was there, just to get the the food out quickly. But you come into a cafe, nothing is there right away, and they're also in a college campus. You mean to tell me they didn't have like the large um containers filled with hot beverages? They could use bigger um, bigger styrofoam cups and and the desserts could have been a little bit better
3: yeah the knowing that they were using a keurig their selection of drinks was also very low you got a french vanilla cappuccino or a peppermint hot chocolate it's a keurig Spend a couple bucks. You're charging everybody ten bucks to go in there. You can get ten curried cups of regular coffee at Wawa. hmm
2: For that much money?
3: Well, you you get ten cups for ten dollars. Huh. Nine ninety nine for ten cups. Yep. So if, if you're charging everybody ten bucks to get in there, spend a little bit more money and okay. get a little bit more variety. It's gonna sell. They sell every freaking flavor that you can think of in yep. Keurigs.
2: Yeah, just pick up a couple of variety packs.
3: Yeah, I mean there's the different kinds of coffee, there's different hot chocolates, there's apple cider. And for a made cafe to not have tea... Is kind of... Because that's what I really wanted. I wanted tea.
2: Hell, a friggin' Keurig can make hot water for that, too. He just...
3: Exactly. Just
2: pop it up, pop it back down. Don't put a cup in and just hit the button.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You, either of you two have one of those?
1: A Keurig? No. No, I have one at work.
2: I'm the only one that has one at my place.
1: Um, My old job, they had a Keurig on the 15th floor. Here I have, like, a a simple black and decker Decker four-cup machine that lasts me two days. One cup on one day, another cup the next day. But Yeah, I mean,
3: I didn't go to any of the panels. Um, I ended up halfway through just going to the auditorium and watching the uh, concerts and the comedians. Mm Mm-hmm. Did either one of you
1: go to any of the panels? I did not get a chance to check out any of the panels. I know Ari checked out a couple.
2: And I just went. I just got to the uh, TV tropes panel. There was a uh, five people there, including the uh, host.
1: Yeah, the panels didn't really jump out at me. Same. I was focused more on the photography and stuff. I, I just like I liked the general consensus of the crowd. Everyone was just chill and just having a good time. But then, like, the con funk kicked in, like, not even ten minutes after we got there. I know. I was just... It's a
3: one-day convention. And local. Why is there confunk? I
1: didn't really con...
2: notice any confunk.
1: I mean, I could kind of understand if it was a college campus where people were dorming. So that was kind of a given, you know?
2: But it's a community college.
1: Yeah, it's a community college. You had to be
3: somewhere before you went there. You either came from home, or you came from a hotel, or you came from a friend's house. Take a freaking shower, people, or put deodorant on. Mm -hmm. It's not like they had games that were going to get you hot and sweaty and nasty.
2: Yeah, also, you two ended up crashing at my place that night. The night before.
3: Yeah, the night Mm -hmm. before. Yeah, but we all get up and took showers. Damn yeah. right. Yeah, so there's went...
2: no, no excuse for the con funk?
3: No, there's no excuse Zero. whatsoever for con funk. It's not like people were staying three days in a hotel and sleeping in the lobby because they didn't have enough, they
1: couldn't afford a hotel room.
2: Wait, people have slept in lobbies before?
1: I I have seen people set up shop in lobbies underneath tables. I have seen mm-hmm. people show up their full desktop rig, plug it into the lobby, and start emulate game emulations right there.
3: Yeah, there are some people that go to conventions, especially when it's
1: in a hotel, mm-hmm. and don't get a room. Yep. Why? They, it just so pointless. They put all their money on the convention, buying shit. Yeah, buying to, you know? shit.
3: Yeah. So they find either an empty hallway or a comfy couch, and that's where they sleep. Mm-hmm. And if they're lucky, people will pass by them and not notice them. And if they're not lucky, somebody will come and wake their asses up and tell them that they can't sleep there.
1: If they were smart, they put a they put a little cup out there that says "Too poor for a for a room. Donate." <laughs>
2: That will just seem even sadder.
1: True, but if you do that you at the end of the, at the, end of the day, they'll probably have enough money to, to crash in somebody's room. Oh, please. because Let me tell you, the first time I went no, to... No, no, no. Let me tell These
3: you. people yeah. that are going to the conventions and spending all their money on shit, if you give them more money, they're
1: going to spend it on more mm-hmm. shit. But, you know, I, I remember the first time I we went to Shoujo Con, I was, only, I was only expecting to stay a day. I figured I'd go out there, hop the train, coming back. I did not know I was going to have a couple of friends out there end up crashing over and taking some of my dealer room money as crash face money. I'm like, fuck it, I'm having too much of a good time here. Yeah. So, since Marco, you covered the enter- entertainment aspect of the convention. Mm hmm. All right. What was your take on the different um, performances that you saw? Um, well, concert wise, I saw
3: The Astor Place and uh, Uzuhi. And, um, well, I like The Aster Place. Mm-hmm. And uh, sitting down and actually listening to
1: Uzuhi. I like them more, oh yeah, they're a lot more interactive. What makes you say that? Explain like their interactivity
3: um well, the astro place crazy enough, um their interactions with the fans um, they pull people up for a hot dog eating contest mm. and a soda drinking contest, but that was basically. Their interaction. Um, Uzuhi. Uh, let me pull it up. Um, Uzuhi actually, like, both ends pull people up to try and, like, dance in the front, on the. like, before, like, in, in front of the age. Um, the main singer for Uzuhi actually went out into the audience and was like hanging around with people before the show. He went out to the audience while he was singing. Um, there was just a lot more personal interaction with people. Right. And um, But yeah, I, I just, I like their style. I like their songs a little bit better than the Astro Place, which is saying something because I really like the Astro Place.
1: I actually have the the car from Uzuhi right here, so I am definitely have to check them out. Oh, and the other group that I heard as I was leaving was called Platform One. Yeah, and, um,
3: the Astro Place did most of their stuff, um, was original stuff, and then they covered the, uh, Damn, what did, uh, they covered the uh, opening for Naruto. Uh,
1: okay, I think I caught which part one? of when I walked in.
3: I'm not even sure which one. I haven't actually watched Naruto in a while to know which, which one they covered. But it's the same one that they cover every single show. So Uzuhi said, you know what, the Astro Plays covered a song, so we're going to cover a song. Mm-hmm. And they did the first opening for Sailor Moon, (laughs) they did um, the opening for uh, Evangelion, Uh, what else did they do, Um, I don't remember now what they did. Uh, but they did two other covers and they're like we're only doing this because the Astor Place did this <laughs> <laughs> it's like they
1: were trolling the other group <laughs> yeah
3: yeah but I mean it was both of the concerts were really good um, and then I also saw well Rama was there for Uncle Yo mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm Funny as always, especially um, when he did his little diatribe on Pokemon and Sex Offenders. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was so bad, it was good.
2: (laughs) Please explain.
1: (laughs) Marco, yeah, I think you have to explain this one better than me. Um... No. It's <laughs> long <laughs> it lines up. You have to see it to under- to get what we're talking about. It's one of those. Yeah, Ron has got it too. Yeah.
2: Am I going to find it on YouTube somewhere?
1: Probably if it's not already. And Uncle Yo had this newcomer up on the stage like to open, open things up. He was pretty good. A lot funnier than Cosmic Comedian <laughs> Joe.
2: Oh look! The first thing. I did a search for it, and the Pokemon sex offenders bit is the first result on YouTube.
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: This is as terrible as you think it is. I'm going to find you, and I'm going to beat you down with this skit.
1: It's no, no. It's not like that. No.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, the um <sighs> The uh hmm masquerade was a joke.
1: Yeah. The masquerade last year was a lot better than this. Um the masquerade basically was four acts. The first
3: one was an advertisement, a blatant advertisement, a blatant advertisement for a larp. Mhm.
2: Was so it the one uh, LARP, uh, LARP role playing group that uh, was advertising in a dealer's room? Yeah.
3: Mhm. Yeah, but their masquerade skit was a blatant advertisement. Um. Then we had a girl sing, and then do a dance.
1: Yeah, she she her she was cosplaying Charlotte, the um the creature that killed um Mami Tomoe she, Oh my God! Spoiler. But by now if you haven't watched Madoka Magica, I don't know what to tell you. But um uh, she sang the opening theme to, to Magica Madoka. Um
3: then we had the guy from Skyrim.
1: He did his like his little a little prayer to to his god, you know, and giving um trinkets. Geek trinkets yes. at that. That was hilarious though.
3: The trinkets were all geek in nature one was um from the companion misty a water badge um one was a Deku nut. hmm from the warrior of time uh one was um <laughs> One was the Death Note that just appeared before him. And the other one was a sonic screwdriver from Doctor Who. So that was amusing. And then he decided he was going to try and sing.
2: Did he go into it knowing he can't sing for shit? Yes. Oh, good.
3: Yes, he actually said, um, I'm really bad at singing. I'm not a bard, but I'm going to sing anyway.
2: What did he Uh. sing?
3: Uh, one of the songs, like the internal songs from Skyrim. I don't know. I don't play that. And then the last
1: one was, um... Gangnam Style. Yeah. It's a, it's a friend of mine. She she got up on stage and started doing the whole Gangnam Style routine. Now, as I said on Twitter, as I said on Facebook, if Gangnam Style is your saving grace for a masquerade, you got problems. <laughs> I'm not saying it was bad. It, uh, truth be told, that was the best thing I out of all four. I give her an award for best in the show right off the bat.
3: I don't even call that a masquerade.
1: Mm. More like a... Four people doing
3: stupid-ass shit that's not a masquerade. It's more like a variety show. It is a variety show, and they should have called it something like that. Mm -hmm. There were no words given. There was nothing like that. And considering she brought everybody else out to dance with her, she brought people from the audience up on stage to dance with her, you can't call that... An act
1: for a masquerade. Look at it this way. At least it wasn't Caramel Dancing. If it was a couple of years ago, it would have been. Oh, I know. It, hell, if it wasn't a couple of years ago and Gangnam saw didn't pick up like that, it would have been Caramel Dancing. Probably. Yeah. Now, overall, I'll say this about Katori Khan. It's a great place to kickstart your, tw- your 2013 <laughs> convention season. If you want to go to meet a buttload of people and make a buttload of friends, that's the place you go. I think they need to kind of cut down on the panels, you know, like, take a couple out, because it looked like it was just too packed up in there. And kind of expand on the masquerade. Have legitimate stuff. Yeah, stuff. Last no, you sh-
3: can't expand on a masquerade that nobody wants to enter. Mm. Well, they well, they and did. That's the that's the problem with the masquerade.
1: Really? <laughs> nobody wanted to be in it. Now. Yeah. If, no,
3: if nobody wants to be in it, then it's like Gobblecon two years ago. Mm. They were still looking for people to be in their masquerade up until the masquerade started, because they had one act.
2: Did they end up when, finding people for it?
3: Yeah. yeah, they pulled a couple extra people up, but when you have that few
1: amount of people entering your masquerade, just cancel it. Oh, no! You know, I don't think I don't think there was a proper information out f- for the masquerade, because hell, on the on the GobbleCon site, there really wasn't that much information in regards to a masquerade. If you have it posted in the rules, people will enter. Done. Yeah, it, but at the same time, just because it's an anime
3: convention doesn't mean you have to have a masquerade, especially when it's a small anime convention.
1: But I I hear you. But it seems. But the thing is, like, you gotta have one. Now you look at Manga Next, they they're they're slightly different. They have a uh, cabaret. See, I like that.
2: Or the burlesque was no, no
1: no 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 no. That's no that's burlesque. I said a cabaret. Yeah, the cabaret is people get up, they do what they would normally do for a masquerade, but there's no judging, there's no awards, nothing like the, that. The rules just rules shits and giggles. Yeah, the rules are a little <laughs> more looser, and you're just having a good time. Think of it as an anime equivalent of Hee <laughs> It's
3: like something like that, that's fine, but you get these smaller conventions where there aren't a lot of people, and you should just do something like that. It doesn't have to be a masquerade.
1: Mm. Well, obviously, KatoriCon is doing something good because they hit attendance cap. Yeah. They so, hit attendance cap. Attendance cap was like uh, 1,000 people, yeah. and they hit it. So maybe next year it'll be two days, and maybe they'll make improvements. I have no problems telling the con chair my thoughts and what they could do to make things better because she seems since she's like a she's an advisory to the anime club there. It seems like she's up there to listen, you know. I don't know. I think something like that. They should keep it at one day.
3: Hmm. Don't expand until you have everything worked out. There were obvious flaws this year fix those obvious flaws before you go and make it a two-day convention and build more issues onto it Mm. also if you're gonna be working at a school and you're going to be using the people that usually go to that school and usually run things make sure those people actually know what the fuck they're doing because every person that went up had issues with the sound everybody and you would assume that starting at the beginning they would have fixed those issues Mm. one of the mics I can give them kept going in and out you can blame the equipment but at the start of the masquerade, when the one girl needed her music,
1: it didn't go on. Well, that that that, that shit it that shit does happen at um at con at cons. Tech staff do fuck up like that. Yeah, but for
3: every single one, yeah, the first skit needed the whole entire skit was audio mm-hmm. and them acting shit out. There were so many problems that they had to call Uncle Yo back out
2: to try and fill up space or time.
3: Exactly. Mm. The next one, they played the wrong song, and I get it—that happens. But then she was standing there until they could figure out which which song she needed. They
2: probably Didn't she think they, they'd go back and say, "No, the, it's this one."
1: See, it's like when I run the karaoke contest at Zenkai. It's like whoever enters. I label their, I have their song named it, but I also label in front of it entry number whoever and their name, then the song. At least that way I know what I'm doing.
3: It's just, you, you would think that they would have that crap. Especially, it's not like there were a shit ton of entries. There were four entries and only three of them needed music. And one of them was fucking Gangnam
1: Style. And I bet you almost everybody in the audience had that song.
4: <laughs>
1: well, yeah, but I mean, you can't exactly screw that one up.
4: Hmm.
3: All you have to do is hit play. That's it. That's the whole entire thing. The other one, the first one, their whole entire thing was just an audio pitch. So unless they gave them a full CD of different audio pitches,
1: and they lost it, I thought they got lost on. They couldn't find where they put it on the computer. So That's why you put it on the desktop. Hmm.
3: But yeah, that's my issues, and they need to be fixed before you start going into expanding. Fix the issues you have.
1: Pretty much, it's like <laughs> Katori-Cons are like an entry-level convention, per se. It's like, there's going to be problems, there's going to be issues. If katori is going to be your first convention, don't get upset, things don't work out the way they should. You'll discover as you go to more conventions, things don't really work out the way it should. For all the, ba- for all the bad stuff that we, that, we dis- that we discussed here, the plus side is a lot of friends. You'll meet a lot of friends and stuff, you know? So,
3: Yeah, that's why yeah. I love going to small cons. Mm-hmm.
1: You go to the bigger
3: cons and you get lost and you lose people or you don't see them. You go to a small convention like this and you see everybody.
1: Yep. Like when I went last year, I went dressed as Gardebelt. I ended up meeting a couple of people, and I actually sat down and, talk, and talked to them for about 15 to 20 minutes about stuff, and I still talked to them on my Facebook.
2: Did you end up seeing them there at this what, uh, this convention? No,
1: one of them had moved out to the Midwest, the other girl. I didn't think she made it, so I would have seen yeah. her if she was there. But I did make a couple of new friends, you know. Like the one girl who I did the um, the photo shoot with.
2: The stocking cosplayer. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have to add her to my public profile so I can properly tag her, and I believe those photos should be going up some by the end of the week. Okay. Mhm. Now what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick one-song break, and then when we come back. We're going to unleash the gates of hell. Oh dear God.
3: Yay. Yay, the gates of hell. We'll be
1: back.
2: I'm coming for you, Chernabog.
1: diatribe on what's going on next week's episode and the breakdown and stuff but since we're kind of running really late here i'm going to go ahead and give you a complete um break quick breakdown of everything as quick and easy and painless as possible so here we go if you like what you heard tell a friend they in turn will tell another friend that's how we get around that's how we get our popularity everything is on animejamsession.com our podcast articles, links to our cosplay photos, you name it, everything and if for some reason our website's blocked uh, at your work and you want to listen to our podcast, you can find us on podcast.net, podcast.com podcast alley, yahoo podcast, xbox music and itunes, you can always find us on youtube.com, youtube.com slash Jam session tv all of our convention videos are up there if there's a con you haven't been to that we have, you want to check it out and see what it's about go right there, we may have covered it if you want to see some of our personal um, YouTube stuff, you can find me at youtube.com slash DJ Ronma S. You can find Ari at youtube.com slash Ari 22682. Sailor flare is youtube.com slash Sailor And Mako yet to get a um, YouTube account. She's too busy leeching off of mine.
3: I have a YouTube account.
1: Oh, shit. What is it? Jupluna. Okay. All of a sudden, I did not know. Yes. We you- mentioned that, like, I want to say 20 episodes back. Whoops. Now it's an <laughs> outline. It'll be future referenced. Mako China is at YouTube.com slash Luna. Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us on Twitter and find out when we're, when we're posting um, videos, photos, articles, and other cool stuff that we may talk about on Facebook and Twitter that may not go directly to our website. And if you want to follow us on Twitter and see our shenanigans and chaos and comedy... I'm twitter.com slash DJ Ronma S, Ari is Twitter.com slash the Ari Man, Mako China is Twitter.com slash gelvadea, and Sailor Flair is twitter.com slash make it epic. Follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash anime jam session. And we just hit 1,100 fans.
4: <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening for following us, listening to us, and checking out our stuff. We appreciate everything. And you want to follow us on Facebook? I'm facebook.com slash DJ Ronma S. Mako is at Facebook.com slash Makoto Mako and Ari's Facebook is still under is currently still under house arrest
4: <laughs>
1: and follow us on the Vogue Network VOGNetwork.com. our podcast is Tuesdays at 9.30pm with our encore at Thursdays at 1.30pm check out our flagship shows the Bobby Blackwolf show at 8 o'clock Sunday Eastern Standard Time followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9pm Eastern Standard Time now that I got all that out last words Ari
2: I got a load of laundry. I got it's done in the dry day. I gotta to get to work, work on
3: folding.
1: Mako-chan! It's fucking cold. Uh, the cat is actually sleeping on my bed not trying to hump the, uh, the, co- the covers. Which is a good thing. <laughs> so, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. And we will see you next week. So... Take care, everyone. See you later. Hi. Say good night, Marco. Good night, Marco.
0: This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.